Bavabasar Perk Tes Mishnah Ches 9.8. Um, now, this Mishnah, along with the next two, which will wrap up the Perk, deal with situations which we're trying to apply the rules of Yerusha, but we have a situation where we don't know um, who of two relevant parties died first, and that will have impact on how the Yerusha is allocated. So here in our Mishnah, we have a fellow, we'll call him Reuven, and uh, he has a father, and they're both in a house together. The house falls down, and both Reuven and his father die, but we're not sure who died first. Now, the case is something like this. You have Reuven, let's say Reuven, who was, um, he was married, and he had a ksuba to his wife. Now, Reuven was penniless at the time of the death, but his father was a rich guy. So, um, the way that, and this is important, the way that Reuven arranged for his ksuba is he formally said that, unlike normal ksubas, um, he said, in the case of this particular ksuba, if he ever comes into money, that new asset, say real estate that he acquires after he gets married, still should become a mishubad, like encumbered, and uh, for towards the ksuba. So that means that even though normally the rule is the ksuba only encumbers, creates a shibud on what um, he owns at the time of the marriage, but the, he could he could say, no, I want that to extend also that even if I get assets later on, that real estate, let's say, should be then also um, like a lien to make the payment on the ksuba. A person could do that, and that's what happened in our case here. So now, Reuven and his father die. Reuven had no money, but he did have a ksuba, or other, he had some other kind of loan he had to pay. His father dies, he's rich. Reuven has two other brothers, the sons of the father, okay? And those boys are like, listen, we want our inheritance. And as far as we know, as far as we're concerned, Reuven can just take him out of the picture. He's dead. Um, and the money should come straight from our father to us. But the wife or the creditor of Reuven says, Who, wait a second. Who says that the father... Um, who says that Reuven died first? If the father died first, so then Reuven would have inherited his share, and then that, that inheritance would then um, be like something which would be um, lean to our our document, our ksuba, or IOU, and therefore we should be made whole. We should be able to collect. Okay? So that is the machlokus over here. What do we do in such a scenario? So the Mishnah says, inside, nafal habayis alav val aviv. The house falls down, killing the two men inside, both him, meaning Reuven, and Valaviv and Reuven's father. Reuven had no money. He did have an obligation. The father did have lots of money, and he had also other sons that would be heirs. Oh, Alav al-Morishav. It doesn't actually matter if the other person besides Reuven is his father or some other person, like his uncle or grandfather, would be um, bequeathing him assets of the same thing. Vahaisa Alav Ksubas Isha, and Reuven had an obligation to pay his wife um, out her Ksuba. The Ksuba payments was due. Whatever was was would become due when he died, certainly. Uval Chov, alternatively, there's some other um, creditor who to whom he owed money. And in those cases, like I said before, he agreed at the time he gave the ksuba or took out the loan that if he gets assets in the future, they would also be leaned. And that's unusual, but that's what he did in this case. So then, Yorshe um, Ha'av, the other heirs of the father, meaning meaning in this case, let's say Reuven's brothers. Omrim, they say, Haben Meis Rishon. They say, Reuven died first, so he's out of the picture. And then our father died, and therefore the only heirs that were there to collect for the father is us. And forget about Reuven and forget about his wife or other um, creditors. 
But the creditors, or the wife of Reuven, they say, Who says? Why can't we say that the father died first? In which case, um, Reuven inherited something that could get paid to us. And then the son, meaning then Reuven died. But meanwhile, um, Reuven died with assets that he inherited from his father, and therefore that should those assets should be used to make us whole. So what happens? So it's a machlokus between Beishame and Beishelel. Um, Beishame omrim yachloku. Beishame says they split it. And Beishelel omrim no, nechasim mechazkasan. The money stays with its uh, status quo in its chazaka. So now what does it actually mean? So Beishame have a very remarkable shita. The shita is that if someone has a contract, um, it's as if, since they could collect the contract, it's like halakhli tantamat them having collected already, meaning someone who holds a contract is a muhsak. Okay? It's like he's, like, he's like, he's got the money for sure at some point, so to speak, analogous to, as, as if he did. So therefore what happens is, um, even though by rights one would think um, if both father and Reuven die, so here's what we have. We know for sure the money used to be the father's. That's for sure. We know that the sons, meaning Reuven's brothers, for sure are going to be heirs. So that's they have the chazaka. Anyone who wants to, you know, run counter to that will have to bring some proof. Can't just be Suffolk. Maybe the order of the death was to their benefit. Maybe it wasn't. So they would be the motzi, meaning the creditor would be the motzi, or the wife would be a motzi, and they would have to bring the raya. And since they can't bring a raya, the money would stay in its chazaka, where we know it is, which means the father, and then flowing directly to the surviving sons. And that indeed is Beis Hillel's shita. Since Beis Shammai hold that having a contract, which is what the wife or the creditors did have, they're also like muhzakim, meaning if um, we don't know who should get the money that might have been inherited by Reuven, so we say, listen, the brothers for sure would inherit from Reuven, but also they're muhzakim, right? They're for sure going to inherit. But also the wife or the creditors, they also have a contract. They're also muhzakim, so they're equally muhzakim. So in the event that um, Reuven died first excuse me, in the event that the father died first, then Reuven would be inheriting and um, these guys would be muhsak also, the creditor of the wife and they would be collecting first, they would get everything they get 100 cents to the dollar, so she would get her 200 zoos for ksuba, but if the if, uh, if Reuven died first then she gets 0 cents on her ksuba but since she's a muhsak equal in the case that the father died first, she's an equal footing with the uh, with the uh, the other brothers. So we'll say, listen, we'll split it. If there's more than 200 zuz, so then she'll get 100, half her ksuba. If there's less than 200 zuz, then they'll split whatever there is, because um, she's like, no worse off than they are. Okay, that's the that's the thought, says Beis Shame. Um, Beis Hill will say, no, 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 no. Just because you have a contract, you're not a muhzuk. Muhzuk here for sure, the surviving brothers, they're for sure heirs, um, who get from the for sure last known owner, which is the father. And therefore, They'll, and this will be the halacha, therefore the sons get everything, the wife or the creditors get nothing, um, unless they can bring proof, which they can't, of course, that uh, it was the father who died first.